Hello guys, welcome to the New Life Poetry Got Live from Addiction to Attraction Podcast. And these episodes are called From Addiction to Recovery. Yeah, I'm just sharing with you guys some stories that can help you with your recovery and help you with stepping into your purpose in life to help others step into their purpose. Thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast. God bless you guys out there. And um, I have a guest on today. His name is Cameron. So Cameron, just tell everybody where you're from, your story, where you started off at, and uh, where you're at now, and all the obstacles that you had to face, and some traumas and, and things that you had to go through to be able to come out on the other side. And um, just share your whole story in detail, and um, tell them what they can do to help themselves become as you are okay um so first off my name is cameron um i am from versailles kentucky um originally um i'm 17 years old um i have been chemically dependent uh ever since i was probably about eight years old and so far I have been completely sober off of everything except for my medications prescribed to me by a doctor um, for about six months Um, but the only reason why I consider it that is because of lapses not relapses there's a difference um, which I'm sure that people, you know. Um, share, share to them. Excuse me. Share to uh, the audience between lapse and relapse. Okay. Um, there is a difference between lapse and relapse. A lapse is basically where you use and then you bounce back from it and you don't fall back into complete active addiction. Makes sense because re means going back and doing it again. Right. Right. Relapsing is completely going all the way back, you know, into all your madness, you know, completely addicted. That is a relapse. Okay. Um, so... Basically, it all started whenever I was about, I would say, eight years old, whenever I started smoking marijuana and taking Xanax pills. Um, It all started back then, and uh, I started doing that because of my anxiety and my depression. And it kind of just kind of spiraled out from there. And when I turned, I'd say I was doing all that until I was probably about 11. It was about 11 years old. I started doing synthetic marijuana, uh, which had K2 and it had fentanyl on it. Um, There's two different versions of fentanyl. There's the pill form and there's the IV form. And they had apparently put the IV form on the substance and let it dry. And that's what we were doing. Uh, Me and my mom were both doing this. Um, We were homeless addicts, panhandling, 
which is begging people for money. Um, we were shoplifting and we were doing like distri- distribution of other controlled substances to support our controlled substance habit. Um, we would, it didn't matter what kind of weather it would be, we would be out hustling and doing our thing and getting our money no matter what weather. I remember there was times where my mother had pleurisy on her lungs from walking pneumonia and we were out in minus degree weather in Carnhart gear trying to get our money so that we could get a hotel room and what we wanted so we wasn't dope sick. Um, and this was all before I was even 15 years old. Um, and then after we started doing uh, the synthetic marijuana and things, my mother had started doing um, methamphetamines and crack cocaine. So I also kind of picked it up because she would leave things laying around and yada yada and I would pick it up and so I started doing that as well and so that also started the speedball process which is basically uh, that started me off on doing speedballs which is where you mix a downer which is a sedative or an opiate and you would mix it with an upper like an amphetamine or a barbiturate you would do those um, and it was basically what people call crossfading or speedballing and when I was 14 my mother went to jail and I went to go stay with my grandmother and I was detoxing because I couldn't find the things that I needed to stay not sick, not dope stick. Uh, And she started ridiculing me for it and jumping down my throat. So we had a big argument and she called police and social workers and they confiscated me. So I went into the legal system and Ever since 2018, I have been in state's care and have not seen my mother except for on video chats and have not been able to contact her now for about a year because her rights are terminated. And if it wasn't for placements... I really think that I would probably not be where I was today. I would not be clean. I can I, I know myself if I was to just go right back to my mom after she got out of jail, which she has been out of jail for a long time. But if I was to go right back with her like they had promised me, then we would still be doing the same thing. So you're saying so you're saying Cameron some some things that happen to us in life that seems like it's bad is actually helping us for our good. Exactly. Like if it wasn't for me going to placements and rehabs, 
like and being forced to do those things I would have never been it would have never been brought to my attention that something's wrong <laughs> you know yeah it, it started going on for so long that I just felt like it was normal yep you know, I, I had no guilty conscience about it I would wake up right after I woke up from a little uh, drug induced pass out I would wake up do it again go right back to sleep and not have a single guilty thought about it you know it was normal yep. and now now I look at it and I'm like wow you know <laughs> wow Cameron it's like um, after a while you start to move on out of pipe it becomes natural like tying your shoes right? right it's like it's like riding a bike you know once you get the hang of it it's like you used to not even be able to keep your balance for a few seconds when you're riding a bike fresh great example right camera and that's also why it's so easy to go into relapse if you're not careful because it's also just addiction is also just like riding a bike in that aspect you never forget how you know, you once once you start riding a bike, you never forget, you know, how to keep yourself on it. Once you start using drugs, you never forget how to keep using drugs. It's not possible. <laughs> like, it is possible to keep yourself away from it. It is possible to do oh, that. Yeah. But yeah. once you, you know, once you do your drugs, once you start doing drugs, there's always going to be that okay this is how I used to do it this is the way that worked right because you're it's a neural pathway in your brain yep no exactly yep absolutely you got it you hit the hammer you hit the hammer right on it's a neural pathway in your brain whenever you do something so long the more you do it the more strengthened the more strong that neural pathway becomes and it becomes a habit right and you can just reverse it by picking up something else every time you have those urges you want to witness it you want to allow it and then you want to release it you want to release it you want to let it go and then you want to you got to replace it with something else and just do that repetitively like you did the other thing Right. Because that's the same way, you know, that's the way uh, that you get rid of a bad habit. You see your bad habit, you notice, you know, that's how you know that you're getting better is because you can notice your bad habit, notice that you're craving, and then you can have yourself do something else and realize that it goes away. That's giving you your sense of hope. Absolutely, and it builds momentum. Exactly, momentum going. It's like um, walking on a treadmill, and you start speeding it up, and you start jogging, and you start running. Exactly. Hold on a second. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> it's okay. No worries. Yeah. My family's walking in the house here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I really wouldn't care for them to hear it, but of course, you know, they might disrupt what we're trying. You know, they might say something or it gets feedback on your podcast that I don't know if you want anybody else on there, you know. Oh, no, okay, okay. <laughs> Ooh, no, let me close this window before I get rained on. 
Basically, uh, what I was doing, you know, after I entered those placements, it was like, you know, I started changing my thought process. You know, that's one thing, you know, that is a good thing to help you stay clean instead of thinking, oh, my God, I feel so bad. It would be so amazing to just go get high right now. You know, you should you could start thinking, okay, I feel very upset right now. You know, this is my emotion. I'm comfortable with my emotion. I'm glad that I feel these. You know, that shows that I'm alive. So what can I do to try to make the situation better that is healthy? Yes. And you wanna you wanna stop running towards pleasure and you wanna start running towards pain. See, you have to become uncomfortable. Uncomfortable wanna get clean. Yeah, it's got to get worse before it gets better. Yep. Yep, you're right. Um, so, whenever I went into those placements, um, and I started, you know, I started doing therapy, uh, that helped with my, you know, addiction and, and trauma, things like that like there's been multiple things in my life you know that have been traumatic events and even still to this day years and years and years after that the events happen you know I still I actually do have post-traumatic stress disorder Uh Um, and you know it, it causes you it once you get into those traumatic events and they stick with you it is hard to get rid of them. You're not really going to get rid of them. You can learn how to how to accept them and how to make them not, you know, not um, opposing in your life. You can make it to where they're not negative and you and they're like a positive experience. Right. But you're never going to get rid of them. Right. You could use it to push you to help other people. Use right. it as fuel. Right. Passion and your purpose to go out there and help others. You can use it as a tool, like a tool. tool. Right. Um, and so whenever I started doing this therapy, um, they started, you know, learning me, you know, different coping skills. Um, what and a coping skill is basically something that you use um, to that is healthy. You know, there are unhealthy and healthy coping skills. Of course, the unhealthy ones would be like self-medicating or using or or self-harming or bullying or ridicule or things like that. Um, and then there's the healthy ones. You know, like going on a jog or a run or a bike ride or going fishing or drawing or writing or 
reading or watching a movie, you know, that's positive, you know, things like that. Positive coping skills, coping mechanisms, if you would. Um, you know, just so much that I learned and I want to say, you know, that if anybody out there, you know, is debating uh, on whether or not should I go to rehab, should I not go to rehab, or should I try to put one of my family members in rehab or not, or should I try to get clean or not, it might be too hard or something. You might think it's too hard, but that's a good thing, you know, that you know it's going to be hard. That way you can mentally prepare yourself and that way you can be ready and once you figure out yeah it's hard but this needs to happen it gives you a better motivation you know and I don't want anybody out there to uh, not push themselves to do it just because they're afraid of the challenges or afraid that it might be too hard if I I mean I'm not trying to toot my own horn or boast but if I, a 17-year-old young person who has been chemically dependent on things ever since I was eight years old, you know, I've learned only how to mask my emotions all the time and everything, and that was my life for years and years and years and years. If I can do that, at such a young age and bounce back, you know, and I don't really know much about, you know, life and things like that yet, because I'm, I mean, I kind of do, but at the same time, I don't, but if I don't even know about all that stuff and an, an adult, you know, that has a, that is scientifically proven to have, you know, a clearer and bigger mindset and things like that than a youngin'. You know, I really want to, you know, encourage people to do that, you know, try to get clean because it's going to be the best decision that you have made since you have started using. Thank you, Karen. That's, that's so awesome what you're saying right now. Like, I hope you guys are really this and absorbed everything that he says has mentioned because the truth you know and I'm I don't know you know anybody's situation that's out there or anything like that but this is coming from the bottom of my heart you know I was on a I was on a recovery group on Facebook you know and I seen this and automatic this uh, thing from this man here and he was on that recovery group requesting uh, if anybody wanted to you know do a podcast with him and share their story and automatically just drawn me to it so I know everything that I can share needs to come out you know because it needs you know it can help somebody and I hope it does oh it will I'm going to the end of the earth with this one. If you could tell them three things, Cameron, to focus on, what would those three things be? 
anybody out there who is trying to get clean and or trying to make the decision you need to focus on in my opinion these three things you guys need to take into account what your future is going to look like if you keep using and keep doing what you're doing guys need to look into the future and you guys need to see you know if your life is excuse my french so shitty right now you know what do you what do you think it's going to be like 10 20 years down the road you know you know if you're already walking on the street right now with nowhere to go in the pouring rain you know what do you think it's going to be like you know if you keep doing what you're doing it's still going to be the same you know that's insanity you know doing the same thing over and over and respect and expecting a different outcome um and a second thing is take into account all the family members and all the loved ones that are around you that you are hurting you know really sit down and talk to your loved ones and are like level with them you know like am I hurting you, you know, you know, because in most situations, if you guys have loved ones that know what you're doing and don't do the same thing, you know, they're going to worry about you, you know, you know, and you're going to be hurting them and putting them through a lot of mental trouble and a lot of sleepless nights and, you know, that's a that's something that has always weighed on my mind, even in active addiction. You know, I've got family members worrying themselves to death out, uh, about me while I'm out here uh, at any moment could be found dead in a ditch, you know. And the third thing, you know, is if you are trying to be clean, you know, and you're already trying to go through the process, just... Even if there are negative things going on in that moment, always try to look at the positive side of something, you know? Don't look at the glass half empty, look at it half full, you know? If, if, you, if there's something bad going on in your life, you know, you're feeling depressed. Well, okay, about two weeks ago, uh, you know, you could be like, okay, just an example, two weeks ago, I was feeling, you know, nothing at all, you know? I was like a walking corpse. And now I actually feel emotions and feel feelings. It's like I'm coming back to life. You know, I'm becoming a human again. And so even if you're having crappy times, crappy emotions, detoxing, withdrawals, um, uh, bad relationship time, anything like that, always look and try to find the positive. Even if you have to physically sit down and write everything that's going on like this is what's going on bad 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 and then look at every little detail even if it's like okay my dead grandmother's ashes are still where they're at I can look at them and remember my grandmother you know even if it's like okay I'm looking outside and the sky's bright the sun's out you know Even if it's something as little as that, okay, I can still hear, see, and use all my senses correctly. You know, even if it's just an everyday liberty that you have always had your entire life, 
even if it's just being able to notice that that it's still there you know there's something good in every situation and that will keep you from completely being able to say my life completely sucks is because you can look at something in every given moment and be able to say oh that's positive so those are my three things you know Think about how you are affecting your loved ones. Think about your future if you if you keep doing the bad things that you're doing. And look at the bright side in every situation, no matter what's going on. Those are my three things that I think are very important. Major, major, man. This is awesome. God, I hope you're really... That was really awesome. Those are, like, the key things, too. Like, those are the most key things that you should focus on. Because you want to, where you're at, where where you're going to be if you keep doing the same thing, that you want to look at the positive way, then you want to look at what's going on around you and what you're doing to your family. That's, that is on point, Cameron. I, I really appreciate you coming on this podcast. It's no problem, man. I really appreciate you having me. I look forward to you um coming on here. Okay. Okay, you can just go ahead and uh, hit me up whenever you guys uh, need me to come back on. Okay. I'll come hit you up soon. I want you to stay in touch with me because close to some mentors and coaches that's really help you with your mindset and stuff like that to level up. And All right. I, I believe like they can really help you too like on other aspects of life, you know? All right, man. I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to stay in touch with you, Cameron. And I just want to tell the audience that um, um, keep tuning in from Addiction to Recovery uh, episode. And we're going to be sharing with you a lot of stories that's really going to change your life forever. And if you guys ever need, like, coaches or mentors that's going to be able to help you with uh, your financial situations or anything, because I know um, that you back and you want to come back strong and and all the other aspects of life that you want you want to start focusing on too because that's the part of our depression too yes it is so I just want to thank you Ken. Um, I just want to thank the audience I appreciate you guys for tuning the podcast and remember to go check out Cameron he's a really intelligent young boy you can learn a lot from him no problem so um, thank you guys for tuning in and catch me on the next episode of New Life Poetry that lies from the recovery right. bye bye alright bye bye <laughs>